Hey guys, it's Kel. Um, welcome to another show. Uh, we're going to dive in in just a second with Nicole uh, into the show, but as per usual lately, I just wanted to have a little chat before we dive into the show. A um, couple of things this show is about uh, sex and a few places we do talk about our, um, Nicole and I, our marriages, how it's going, how our sex lives are going in the middle of all this crazy world that we're living in. And, um, when we get to that point, I know some of you who know us in real life, um, maybe that's not something that you really want to hear from us. Um, it's definitely not anything that's raunchy or, um, too much information, but some people just aren't comfortable with that. So when we do get to the point of the show that it's going to be that topic, uh, we take a little break and play a little song from our friend Salt and Peppa to give you that warning. So feel free to move on with your life when it gets to that point. Um, if you don't, then cool. We're okay with that. Um, and then a couple of other things in the topic we do touch very briefly on, um, the topic of sexual abuse. And so if that's something that is a sensitivity in your life, please know that's coming. Um, as a survivor myself, I get it. Sometimes we just need a little warning or we just need to move on and, and not even go there in our lives that day. And whatever you need, you know, we support you and, and just thank you for being listeners. Otherwise, um, again, it's, it's very, um, quick mention, but I did want to just be sensitive and prepare you for that. If you do stick around and listen today. And lastly, um, from me, I just want to make sure that I'm saying this. I mean, we talk about it in the show a little bit, but, um, it's important for me to, to just, say this very bluntly and openly. Um, Nicole and I are both, um, in monogamous marriages with men and, you know, we're heterosexual women. And so that's what we talk about because that's our world. Um, but I absolutely want to make sure that I'm saying this very clearly just because that's my world doesn't mean that's um, everyone's world. And if you're listening and you are not a straight woman in a monogamous marriage with a man, then I love you and I support you. And, um, I don't ever want to, to be insensitive to the fact that just because that's my world, that's the world, because that's just not the case. So, um, if you have, if after you listen today or anytime, if you have thoughts or suggestions or are just pissed off and need to tell me about it, that I haven't represented um, the, the world of love the way that it should be represented, then please, I am asking you to, to contact me and, and let me know and help me to, to be a better representative of love in our world. So, um, I think that pretty much covers it. I hope that, um, uh, obviously that's very brief, but I hope that you hear my heart and, um, like I said, contact me because <laughs> I would love to have this conversation more if it's a conversation that we need to have more. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. 
I don't think Nicole and I mentioned our social media places that you can find us, but as always, we are really hoping to connect with more people through this format. So please share us with your friends. Please um, find us on Instagram. Our Facebook group is growing and it's super fun um, on Facebook where the everything's not fine community um, and in the show notes. So in the description of this show, wherever you listen to podcasts, it will have all of our places you can find us on social media and please continue to leave those reviews um on apple podcasts or wherever the stars are great but they really count it when you leave an actual review so we would super love it if you guys would take the two minutes to do that i'm still sending out five bucks i mean people are asking me for their five bucks all the time so um i will still (laughs) send you five bucks uh anyway We love you. Thank you for being a part of this world and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Improperly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. And I'm Nicole Gonzalez. We live in a world where our lives are on display all of the time. There's a lot of pressure to keep up appearances and sugarcoat the crap. We're putting our foot down and saying we don't have to do that anymore. Everything is not fine, and that's absolutely okay. Hey guys, it's Kel. And Nicole. And here we are to talk about sex. (laughs) It's my favorite topic. You're such a freak. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, Okay, but for real, though, today's podcast is going to contain R-rated material, probably. Most likely. Most definitely. (laughs) But not (laughs) X-rated. We're just going to keep it R. Seriously, this is the warning. If I know you in real life, then there is a chance that we will be sitting across the dinner table together. (laughs) Stop listening. (laughs) Unless you have a really good poker face. For all of you that are worried or concerned, yes, our husbands know we talk about sex. Yes, our husbands know we talk about them. Yes. They know us. They know the women that they married, and they're okay with it. Amen, sister. (laughs) If I can count how many times someone in my life has said, oh, my God, does Jim know that you said that or oh my god like what does Jim think or Jim lets you talk blah 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 blah. I'm like first of all I know I've already said this before but my husband doesn't let me do anything (laughs) yeah I will respect him and I wouldn't even do something that I felt like he would feel disrespected by so there's no need for him to let me but also like do you not think I have a good enough marriage that I would run things by him if I didn't know for yeah. sure. Like anyway, it's always <clears throat> it's always surprised me when people say that because I feel like it's so foreign to me to think, I don't know. Like of course he knows what I talk about. We talk about everything. Yeah. My so my husband's very he's not a super out spoken person like me well okay so he's a very loud person in general but he's a very private person yeah he doesn't just just talk about stuff no um but with me he does 
Mm-hmm. But he knows who I, I am. Hope so. He knows who we married. And he likes it. So. Exactly. These people <laughs> would not be married to us if they didn't like how we were. He rolls his eyes. He snickers and laughs inside. Yes. And I know on the inside, he's like, that's my woman. Yes. Do you know, my husband is such a psycho that he like, <laughs> when I'm angry, like, just at, like, just in life, like if I'm fired up and angry about something, even at him, he's like, oh, you're so cute or whatever. I'm like, you're <laughs> such a fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. So before we jump in any further, how was your week? Um, The week was long. Yeah. These are long ass weeks. They're so long. Um, <laughs> um, it was good. It was nice weather. Yeah. So that's a huge plus. Huge. Huge plus. Um, that we were outside a lot, got a lot of sunshine. Um, we opened our pool and Larry, um, like did the whole dewinterizing thing. Mm-hmm. And so then my kids just assume like it was like 76 here. Beautiful. One, yeah. One day last week. So my kids thought like, oh my God, it's so hot. They're like sweating <laughs> like a little bit, like glowing. And so they literally jumped in the pool. It was 56 degrees. Oh. They were frigid. But oh, they yeah. swam all day. They Isn't swam all day crazy? in 56 degree weather. Like in water. It yes. was like. It was like that feeling of, you know, like early summer when you jump in a lake yes, yes. and it like takes your breath away. Oh my that gosh. That was yes. them. They, that was them. Olivia said that it like froze her brain. She oh, goes, mom, I my bet. brain hurt. I'm like, you're crazy. You're all crazy. And they loved it. Yeah. We used to go to my parents during spring break um, and they're in Arizona. So it would feel like when we're there in March, it would feel so warm out and it would be hot out like 80 yeah. degrees. So it, to us, it was like the middle of summer. So, yeah. um, and they have a pool and my kids would always go swimming. Well, I mean, they would come out with like purple feet yes. and hands and lips. <laughs> like, and my sister was always there with her kids and their kids of course would want to swim with my kids or whatever and she'd be like no you're not good like she wouldn't even let her kids get in the pool my kids are like I didn't even care no. I'm like go for it like maybe you'll sleep good tonight yeah well <laughs> in in the beginning of summer here like probably not until May is it re- well I don't know whenever it's warm enough my kids want to go to because we live in a community that's on a lake like we don't live on the lake but our whole you know it's right in the middle of like this town was basically built probably around this lake like way back then so and it's one of the larger lakes in western washington so anyway we live right there so my kids constantly as soon as the weather's warm enough or, or at the park at the lake and jumping in and it's glacier, like it's fed by glacier water. So there have been oh. people that have drowned because of like, it's too damn cold. And I'm always it's like, so cold. don't get in the lake yet whenever they go, because I don't want them to drown, but they do the little turkeys. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they would jump out and they would lay on the patio on the concrete because it's warm, right? Yes. In the sun. Yeah. And like their little bodies would like shiver, 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 shiver. And then like Aww. within like five minutes, they're like, okay, I'm going to get back in. And then they're like, oh my God, it's so warm now. I'm uh-huh. like, no, your bodies are frozen. 
so the water feels so warm. My doesn't that take you straight back to childhood though? Like I yes. totally remember that. Oh, yeah, the good no, days. It was good. So yeah. Oh, Saturday fun. that was Friday. Saturday was like a tornado here. It was so windy, so we were inside. And then Sunday was Easter, and that was nice. Yeah, did you have a good Easter? Yeah, it it was nice. It was just us at home. Yeah. Um, I kind of was a little bit emotional all day. (laughs) Little things kept on. Like, holidays are very, they're very important to me. Very special. Like, I do, I go above and beyond just to make every holiday just something special for my kids. Because that's how it was growing up. Yeah. And so just with everything going on and being home, it was kind of like just, it, I just was emotional. I was yeah. emotional. I was listening to some worship music that kind of um, just brought out, you know, I was just emotional about the day. And then I cooked all day, made this like super special dinner for my mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Which like all day, like I cooked all day. And then, like, when it came to dinner time, they weren't very appreciative of it. Yes. (laughs) And so it hurt my feelings, which, like, I kept thinking, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. They don't even, like, they literally would have been happy with, like, a takeout pizza. But it was, like, I realized I'm doing these things, like, not just for them. Like, I'm doing it for me, too. Yeah. Like, I had to get, like, yes, the holidays, I want to make them special for them. But, like, you know, we do things like that, I think, for us, too, as moms. Yes. And it was, like. Like, and then all of a sudden, like I was crying, like I was trying not to cry and I was like serving their plates and like the, I think they noticed. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden they kind of got quiet and then like, they, it was like, they were all on their best behavior and thank you, mom. Like, this is a really good dinner. Oh, mom, this is like the Aww. best dinner you've ever made. Like they were trying to make up for like their bratty behavior. Yes. Earlier. <laughs> Larry probably gave him like, the look of death. And well, there. I could tell that he kind of was like, what the hell's going on? Like, why are you? <laughs> He had, cause he had to, he had to work a little bit during the afternoon, which was fine. Like, yeah. you know, he's home a lot with us. And so, um, but like, yeah, they, they shipped, they shipped, shaped up their behavior real quick when they saw I was, <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta like, the kids gotta realize like, yes, we're human too. And we yes. have feelings too. And it's so, true, but it was good. We ended up, ended on a good note and yeah. Yeah. So- that's good. How was your Easter? It was good. It was um so I'm I'm the same. Like I've always gone like majorly overboard during holidays <clears throat> also. But it's weird now because my kids are older, I always think, "Oh, they won't want to do this anymore." Like yeah. The some of the little like dying the Easter eggs. They're 16 and 14, so I'm like, "Okay, we don't have to deal with that." Yeah. This year, it's one of my least favorite things. Like, I, so me growing up, there wasn't ever a big deal about holidays. I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have step siblings, but I grew up, no child ever lived in the same house as me. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm basically an only child. And then I had two working parents. So they, they just weren't a big deal. And so, Mm -hmm. which I, as a kid, I never like, I didn't know any, like, it wasn't a big deal to me. But then when I had kids, I was like, oh, I'm going to make everything a big deal. Like, 
I think I, I don't remember ever carving a pumpkin as a kid. Like I think at least what I remember, but I don't, you know, I don't have perfect childhood memory, but, um, like my, the first time I remember carving a pumpkin was the first time we did it with Ellie. So there were some of those things that were like, I made it a big deal because I wanted to experience it. Right. So anyway, I, um, the two things that I hate doing are carving pumpkins and dying Easter eggs. Oh my God. Same. But I will never give up those traditions. No, exactly. Like I will gladly. Even though they're torture. (laughs) Oh, such torture. And somebody always, especially during Easter egg dying, someone always gets pissed off. Somebody, (laughs) it's always something. (laughs) You know what we did this year? We tie-dyed. We tie-dyed the eggs. And it worked out so good. I saw people doing that. That is a really good idea. They're so pretty. That is so cool. Yeah. It was a little bit messy, but. Yeah. Oh, it couldn't have been any messier than what we had going on over here. So any, we start (laughs) dying eggs at like, I don't know, six or seven after dinner on Saturday night. Like that's kind of the thing. Yeah. First of all, that's horrible planning on my part because it always goes way too late and I'm ready for bed. And well, now it's fine because this year I just went to bed. (laughs) I was like, oh, you guys got this good. All right. I'm going to bed. Clean up. And I woke up yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Yeah. And Ellie had like the whole downstairs was sparkling clean. Like she cleaned everything. She, oh, she was just the best. She probably stayed up half the night. I don't know. It's boredom. Like it's just straight boredom. (laughs) But then listen to what else. So I'm, we just hung out yesterday morning. I've got like little Easter basket stuff and um like a new book and some candy that was basically it and i yeah usually for years i hide their easter basket and they do this whole scavenger hunt like usually it's around our neighborhood i mean i started this tradition and wow, like two years later i was like why the hell did i ever start this tradition it's so much freaking work <laughs> and you can't change it because you they'll can't. be all they get all pissed, pissed off. off yes so this year I just hid their Easter baskets and I was like, okay, you've graduated. There are no clues. You just have to find <laughs> Just it. find it. <laughs> so that was much easier and they were fine with that. I was like, you guys, something's got to give. I can't keep this crap up forever. When you have kids, I'll start it over again. Like I'll do it for your kids, but holy shnikes. Anyway, so they found their Easter baskets. We laid around for a while and then Jim and I, got a little bit of time together and the kids were hanging out. So then Ellie comes and she's like, mom, I need your help for about a half an hour. Can you help me out? And I was like, oh, kind of annoyed. That's so terrible. But I was like, okay. Cause I was like going to go take a shower and do some stuff. I was like, okay. So I yeah. come upstairs and she's in my bathroom and she's turned my bathtub into like pedicure station, run like hot bubbly water. She's like, I just want to give you a pedicure. And hang out with Aww. you for a little while. So then, of course, I felt like shit for being annoyed. She gave her attitude. <laughs> I didn't, though. I didn't give her attitude, thank God. Oh. But inside, I was like, oh, you brat. But then we just sat and, like, did our feet feet together. And it was Aww. so cute. It was so thoughtful. But I was like, what happened to my child? She was so thoughtful for Easter miracle. It was an Easter miracle. No, but she really has been super thoughtful the last, mm. ever since I, I love know, that. Ever since we had our little spat, 
Yeah. Like, you know how sometimes when you just have to work through hard crap together, then it brings you closer and yeah, and it helps you see each other through different eyes again. Like that's definitely been our last week or so. Yeah. It's definitely been that, which is so, so nice. That's good. Yeah. So anyway, great Easter. Really good. And I made like a big ham and all that stuff. Yeah, that's our traditional Easter thing. So it was weird to not be with family, but it was nice. It was, I mean, we still made it nice. So yeah. Yeah. I like how low key it was. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I didn't have to worry about forcing my children to wear matching church Easter clothes. Right. Because my boys will actually live too. They all, they usually all throw a fit and have the worst attitudes and are scowling at me through the entire Easter service. (laughs) And then on the way home, they literally strip in the car. Yes. Oh, I remember I can never, I have to force them, put it back on so we can take a family picture. Damn it. (laughs) And then their faces, like one's usually crying in the picture. Oh. You've had yeah. some cute family. I, you always take a fun I bribe them. family. Well, yeah. That's what you I bribe do. them or I threaten them with their lives. <laughs> but your church is doing online services. So did you do that yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. That's cool. It was nice. I know. Yep. Yeah. I make oh. them sit in the, on the couch and we watch it. And Well, that's good. That's awesome. I know. And then when they, and then when they start to get feisty and bad attitudes and won't sit still, I'm like, you want to get dressed? You want to put church clothes on? And they're like, no, no. I'm like, okay, then sit your ass down and watch church. <laughs> sit your ass down and watch church. Love it. <laughs> um, so this was one thing that happened. I, I was going to tell you this. So we sit down for Easter dinner and we don't like we don't regularly pray before meals or, you know, like yeah. I'm, we don't the, either, even with being like, yeah, know, yeah, I'm not Christian people. We, right. we just were always in a hurry. Yeah. And, and it's, I'm not into perfunctory things. Like yeah. if it means something, definitely. Like if it's a meaningful, authentic, like thing, I'm all in, but it, I'm yeah. not just going to sit down and pray before every meal just cause. So anyway, Ellie was like, Hey, why don't we pray? since it's Easter, why don't we all pray before we eat? So we're like, okay. Mm -hmm. So Jordan, somebody's like, you start Jordan. Well, okay. One of the things about being on the spectrum is things that are abstract for Jordan. And this isn't everybody on the spectrum, but his, you know, where, how it affects him. Things that are abstract are not, um, he doesn't grasp them really well. So I always wonder like, how well does he understand the concept of God and like what it means? And is it really real to him? Like, is it something that's important Uh to him? Like you just don't know. And so he starts praying and I don't even remember what he said, but like just thanking God for the nice weather and our time together, like all these things. And I just start freaking sobbing at like, and then, and then Ellie prays. And so it's my turn. And I, the, I can't even like say anything because I'm just, bawling and the kids look up and they're like oh mom so then Jim finishes and we're done and I'm like sobbing halfway through Easter dinner because I was like oh this is so sweet like yeah I don't do 
I feel like my kids journey to their faith is their journey, you know, and like I mm-hmm, tell mm-hmm. them my things and like Ellie's gone to youth group at a church, a local church for a couple of years. She went and, you know, she has her thing and she has looked into and researched everything from like Wicca to, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm, she's, mm-hmm. she's yeah. like not, I'm not saying she's practiced those things, but she's researched and learned about them. Yeah. So she like, wants to know what's out there. Yeah. And yeah. What and her so, op- yeah. Yeah. So like, she's kind of naturally gone to her own thing that is her faith, which is beautiful. And she's always been a very spiritual person, even as a kid when we were still going to church all the time. So mm-hmm. I knew there would be something there for her that was important. And Jim or and Jordan, you know, like I said, I just never know. So to see them both have like their own way and their own interpretation of what faith is to them. Oh, it just was like, so I can't even say it just did it, something. It grabs you deep down as a mom. Yes. Yeah. 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 It really does to know that like, especially that they were able to find that, you know, without you being like, yes. Okay. You know, this is what you need to believe. And this is how you yes. pray. And this is, you know, like exactly. to know that they found that on their own. And that, yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a pure, like, yeah, it's yeah. just very pure and un unforced un like, it's, it's just what yeah. it is to them. And I just love it so much. Yeah. So it was a very cool Easter thing to experience. So anyway. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good day. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad you did too. I'm glad your kids shaped up so you didn't have to <laughs> throw the ham at their head. No. <laughs> uh, come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about not just sex, but like how is it going during this time of like constant togetherness? Not everyone, obviously, is in our same position because some some people are both still working or, you know, both mm-hmm. still like... Um, what is that? What is the word I'm looking for? The people who they're essential, essential. God, why did that? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Essential workers. So some people are maybe not seeing each other at all. So yeah, that my heart Which is would there. be so hard. Oh yeah. yeah. But for the rest of us who are experiencing a lot of togetherness, it's affecting our relationships. Like not just our, like I said, not just sex, but first let's talk about like just day in and day out relationships. Are you Mm -hmm. feeling um, a change or, well, uh, let me just tell you like last week I was, I was like, honey, I, you know, I, I saw all the memes and all the jokes and all the people like my husband needs to get out of here. He's driving me nuts, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I made the stupid mistake of saying, I'm not really feeling this. Like, yeah, you irritate me every once in a while, but I'm not really feeling this. And not even an hour later, like <laughs> we were at each other 
<laughs> I was like, you know, I just back. get I away. I take her. it all back. I know. So then we were laughing, like once it was over, he's like, yeah, maybe stop making positive comments because every time you do, there's a major flaw. So yeah. How, how are you guys doing in that regard? Um, it's hit and miss. Yeah. It's, um, Larry is still working. Yeah. So, but it's every other day. Um, I, I really thought that this would be good. Um, that it would be like, our life has slowed down, you know, like, yeah. because that's, what's always hard for us when it comes to our relationship and when it comes to intimacy and when it comes to, um, he and I is because we're so busy. He, he, his personality, he likes to be busy. He likes to fill, fill the time, fill yeah. the days, a day off. Well, like, there's no such thing. Like we got to find something to do or, you know, the kids, you know, they can't ever have like a day off. He just like, it's so funny because with our tournament teams that our kids are on, when there's a, when there's a weekend off and we don't have a tournament, most families are like so excited and looking forward to the weekend off. Yeah. And Larry is literally searching for another team for our kids to fill in. Oh gosh. Like he just likes that. He just, that's just how he functions. He, yes. he likes to keep us busy. And so I really was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so nice. Like yeah. we're going to spend a lot of time together and it's been hard. It's yeah. been, he, he's working every other day. Um, you know, and even like on our weekends, we're doing stuff around the house. We're working on the yard. We're doing all of like our spring projects and I don't, I, it just, it's not, it's not, hasn't been what I was looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been really irritable, I think with just the kids being home all day. And so when I'm irritable and I'm frustrated instead of, instead of me saying like, um, I've had a really hard day. This is my situation. This is how I'm feeling. Can we talk about it? I just assume he should know. Yeah. And then when he doesn't know, and we come to nine o'clock at night. I'm ir- I'm now irritated with him. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't get the vibe when he came home, or you know, it just it just hasn't been what I what I had hoped it yeah. had been. This time would be for our for us yeah. for our relationship. Under normal circumstances, do you feel like he is someone that reads the situation, like, or is in tune with where you're at, or like? tries to or is he just kind of yeah yeah he and I but that's partly like I should like normally aside from quarantine we we have a good we have a good um I'm just gonna say we have a good sex life yeah because we do because it's something that um we've had issues in our we've had lots of like issues in our marriage, but that's always been one thing that like, we're good at. Yeah. <laughs> like we can hold on to that. And like, so I'm like, I, it doesn't worry me like right no, now with the whole yeah. quarantine. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. Like, yeah. cause I know that that's something that we can always come back to. Yeah. So, and we do like when it comes to, when it comes to that, like we are good. Um, I'm the communicator in our marriage. So like, I'm the one that has to be like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. And then he's like, 
yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've realized that that's my role too. Right. Well, to yeah. initiate that conversation. Yeah. And like what works for you in your marriage or in your, you know, there are some things that I'm like, no, that would never work for me. I would not make peace with that. Not just with you, but like just in general, yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh, I could never do it the way they do it or whatever. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. That's just what works yeah. for you. Like, and it it's also has a lot to do. The more I'm looking into all this personality stuff, the more I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. But like, I'm, my type of personality is like, oh, we're going to resolve this. Like, we're going to, this is going to get handled or whatever, mm-hmm. or there's mm-hmm. not going to be any, like. Are you guys the type of like, n- we're not going to bed angry? For the most part, yeah. If yeah. we get to a place where we both realize we need some time to just think about it, like to just mm-hmm. take a time out, then mm-hmm. a few times in our marriage, there's been two times in our marriage where we have, I've gone to bed like angry, like turn my back on him while laying in bed and like laid there pissed off. But that's twice in 18 years. And usually it's because I'm just being a stubborn brat, but we don't like, we we're very, because I'm such a passionate person, like we're very like flash in the pan when something Mm -hmm. comes up, hash it out passionately, (laughs) usually from my side (laughs) and like hash it out and then be done with it. Like it's very Mm -hmm. rare that we go more than a couple of hours with something between us. It's just not how I operate. And, and he's been very good about understanding that about me and, and letting it be the way our marriage is. Cause if, if it were up to him, he could probably go days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I have, I wish we could be like that. But it just, there's been times where I've said like, okay, we need to talk about this because I don't want, I don't want time to go by, but with Larry's personality, it's, um, he's not ready. Yeah. Like he's just not ready to talk about it or not, or doesn't have his thoughts in order yet to have Mm -hmm. the discussion. And so if I force it, 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 it's not. Like we've sat and we've literally sat in silence in our bedroom at midnight for an hour hmm. because he just wasn't ready. Yeah. And I can't, I can't force that. Like I have to just say, okay, well you let me know when you're ready and then, yeah. you know, because he will, Yeah, he, he just has, to, I just have to, I, I can't force him to be the, um, the we're going to talk about it right now right because he just he just isn't and I've come to that conclusion after 16 years that that's not who he is and I can't I can't force him you know to be that way and then I mean it's been even three three or four days and it's not that um those three or four days are horrible or that we're fighting all three or four days it's just I can tell that there's something there yeah and that when he's ready we'll talk yeah and then we always do. And, but 
I've come to the conclusion that I can't make him, I can't make him be like me. I can't make yeah. him function like I do because yeah. it's not fair to him. And yeah, well, we, are and it, be- we are better off when I allow him to be him. Right. And right. allow him to function and process things in his own way. And yeah, it probably has a lot to do with of the two of you, who is the more dominant personality? And then the other one kind of gives to that, like not dominant in a way of, I mean, obviously how he is, 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 is the more um, stubborn or dominant trait in, in the relationship between the two of you. It's the one that's really not capable of giving very much like in our relationship the way I do it is more dominant and I am a more domineering Mm -hmm. personality in our relationship like we're definitely equals and partners but my personality is so much more dominant and so he's kind of because he's more go with the flow he's gone my way because it's just more you know it's easier for him Mm -hmm. to come my way than it is for me to go his way and that's not to say like there have definitely been times where he's like, like if something's going on, he's like, I am not doing this right now. Generally mm-hmm. it's because I'm just like crazy. And he's like, this is a waste of time. <laughs> and yeah. so he'll be like, I we're not doing this right now. But mm-hmm. um, more often than not, like even if he just recognizes that I'm crazy and I just need to be, I just need to like, have a freak out for a while, then he'll just let me run my course. Like Mm -hmm. it's, (laughs) but that's because he's so go with the flow and it doesn't, you know, he's so he can do that. And I think that's probably like, even though Larry's the more like, it's not like me where it's out loud, it's still the more dominant trait in that he he needs what he needs yeah. and you've recognized And I'm that. definitely the peacemaker. Yes. You know, yeah. I, it just in our home, like I just, and so, and I don't like, like when I feel that there's something between us, I don't like that. And his, he's always just kind of been like, I think it's okay. And sweep it under the rug and let's just move on. You know, like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. No, it's not okay. You know, but yeah. Um, you're a peacemaker, but not at the sacrifice yeah. of like letting things go unsaid or yeah. unhandled. Yeah. So, but I, you know, it, we've definitely come, we've come so far yeah. to the point where like, it's okay. Like, you know, like I know, I, I know, you know, I know the man that I married and that's why, you know, that's yeah. why I love him. And yeah. well, just like I, we were I, saying I, earlier, they know us, they know who, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it's, you, you get to the point where you, you love being married to them so much more when you can appreciate like who they really are and like yeah. not constantly for try to force them to be someone else. Yes. And yeah. Well, so. and that's something that Jim and I talk about a lot. The reason someone just asked us recently, like of the people who, you know, like your friends who got married around the same time as you, how many of them are divorced now? And we were like, "Mm, probably half, like, you know, at least probably half. And Mm -hmm. we were just talking about that because 
we do get a lot from people like saying that especially me like from my friends I my women friends I hear a lot that they're I don't want to say jealous or envious but like a little bit sometimes even of like gosh I you guys have such an amazing marriage like my our marriage is not like that or whatever and Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not necessarily like they're not happy with their marriage but like just you know when you look in at somebody else's you know the grass is greener or whatever but yes yeah um so I feel very fortunate and it's I'm always very mindful of like what I have is special and not everybody has what I have and so when we talk about it I'm, I literally am like, honey, how is, why, why is our relationship different? Like why? And mm-hmm. I think one of the big things that we've just recently been talking about is we give each other space to have our faults. Like mm-hmm. I know what his faults are. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I like them, but I give him space to work through them in his way and in his time because I trust mm-hmm. him that he is always trying to become a better person, just like I'm always trying to become a better person. And so he can have the space to work through his shit because I care more about him than I do about him being the kind of person I want him to be all of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and he does the same thing for me. And so we give each other that latitude and that, some people might say, oh, you just make peace with, like, you you just. Look the other way. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. But that's not, I'm aware of it. I'm a, And I'm even yeah. aware that it's not what I, like, choose that, you know. Yeah. But, but I also know that he cares enough about me and enough about our family that it's something that he is working on in his way. And that makes yeah all the difference to me. Yeah. So anyway, and that does, I think that does help our connection. Like, you know, just how it leads into intimacy is. And so we're very different than you. Like you say, like of all the things in your marriage of all the hard times, like sex is never Mm -hmm. an issue for us. Like, we've when we were I mean just like any newlywed when we were first married or right before we were married of course we had a great sex life like we were you know who doesn't in that honeymoon phase of your relationship but I mean I was five months pregnant when we got married so immediately there were babies you know and that changes Mm -hmm. and um when we were first married I as many women who have um, survived sexual abuse, like all of, I started having to deal with all of that stuff, things that I hadn't even remembered from childhood sexual abuse. And so we had that kind of come up that we were not expecting. And so um, we've always had a very, like, we've never had an easy sex life, like between immediately having kids and me having some baggage that I brought in. And then, you know, he's not an incredibly um, like sexual driven person. He's not, he's just not. And so Mm -hmm. um, 
which thank God. And probably part of that is that early on he made peace with that. He was going to have to gently walk me through some things and be there for me mm-hmm. while I walk through some things. So mm-hmm. that maybe he, he kind of stuffed those or put those desires aside more than the average man would feel mm-hmm. the need to. So, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, but he's just not driven. Like he's, yeah. If we have sex a couple of times a month, he's okay with that. It's not like, oh my God, you never put out yeah. or whatever, you know? Well, because your relationship has so many other yes. attributes. Yeah. Like it's not, not all it is. Yes. Yeah. And so like we, we, we can work through any hard shit. Like I, there, if I sat down and listed year by year, the major life things that we've had to go through since the, our first year of marriage, like it's a lifetime's worth of a whole lot of shit that you like way more shit that most people have to handle in their first 15 years of marriage. And so would end up in divorce. Oh, Oh God. Yeah. Like three or four times over. Yes. All the things that people say cause divorce. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, Almost all of it. And so yeah. I, it's so funny you say that because I was reading, just knowing what we were going to talk about today, I looked up like, what are the 10 biggest things, you know, how they say the 10 biggest things that people go through that that in their marriages or whatever. And I'm like, oh, done that, done that, done that. <laughs> like, yes. We have survived yeah. all of these things. And our marriage keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger as we go through. But our sex mm-hmm. life does not like the more we go through the more we have to work to just try to have sex once a month sometimes and so it's interesting because going into this quarantine time or whatever like there's it's gotten so much better and I think it's because our outside stresses are not there like all of the things that you know, you know, when, like you said earlier, when you're so stressed out, um, the last thing you want sometimes is to be touched. And both Jim and I are that way. Like if we're super stressed, I love you. I'm here for you, but I got nothing to give you. And you know, physically. And I, it's something that I hate because I think if we both like pushed ourselves to get past that initial feeling, like what you do give each other in intimacy would would help you through that situation but we just don't necessarily do it you know what i'm saying so yeah but i do feel like during this time well partially we just have so much more time together but i'm like i'm the one that's not a sexual being i'm the one that is like take it or leave it i will do what i need to do to make you feel fulfilled but i'm good and I, I'm, I'm, I feel more attracted to him. I feel more close to him. I feel more like I'm more flirty. I'm more, mm-hmm. um, make little comments to that embarrass the kids, you know, like joking around, but like, yeah. you know, there's little cute things. And it's really interesting because he, like, there's part of him that I see, like, a little spark there that isn't usually there. Like, and so 
it's definitely something that I'm like, okay, I've got to remind. Like it makes you think you have to keep doing this. Yeah. This is one of those things that we take out that I have to remember. This is important. Like as much as he tells me, I'm good. I'm okay. I love you. This is everything that I need. We have. And I think that's true, but I could give more. Like I could, I could give him more and he's never going to turn it down. (laughs) Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think we, before all of this, I, I've always been, um, I don't want to say I've always been sexual, (laughs) Because that I'm not like not I mean so Larry and I we are each other's only partners we've ever had yeah so I have nothing um you know I had no one to compare him yeah. to but yeah um we we've always known that was our and maybe because he's not the biggest communicator that is like that's our connection yeah like our um and I know. Like, I know the things that, um, that turn him on. Yeah. Like I, and, and I, um, you know, I, I, that those are my go-tos. Like I know. And so it's, it's our connection. It's our, um, and maybe when we are, it's because when we are so busy, it's like, we come back to each other. Yeah. Like. You know, and, you know, on those days when we're busy and um, everything else is going on and we have practices and games and tournaments, it's like at the end of the day, that's our, that's when we come back yeah. to each other. And so now when we don't have those things going on and I see him, like, even though he's working, he still, you know, I still see him all the time and all during yeah. the day. And, um, so it's like, we don't have that, that longing for yeah. each other. Yeah. And so maybe that's it. And it's, I'm irritated and, um, you know, I'm irritable and I'm, well, I'm you're lonely. giving so much more all yes. day, every day. I'm, I'm lonely, but at the same time craving alone time. Yes. <laughs> so, and he, you know, he just, I don't, I just don't think he understands a lot of, yeah, because he's not me and he's not in my situation. He's not in my place. And so he's not going to understand, you know, how I'm feeling unless I tell him, but then it's like, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you. Yeah. But I do. I do. Yeah. I think as women, as women and as wives and as moms, you know, they're not mind readers. Yeah. We do have to tell them and yeah. Um, but that's, you know, I think that's why our, our intimacy has been so good is because we talk about it. Yeah. Like, we're very open with each other about, um, about it and about what we like and what we don't like and, yeah. um, what we need and it, you know, and it just, it, I think that really helps with like, there's, I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm not nervous. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not, you know, like we, 
we are very comfortable with each yeah. other. And yes, there has been ups and downs with pregnancies and, you know, sure. when I was breastfeeding Eddie and he would nurse every two hours and I was drained and yeah. for lack of better words, just dry. Yeah. <laughs> And I, it was hard. It was very hard. And I've, you know, I mean, after Quaid, when I had the episiotomy from hell and it was like a six month, it was a six month recovery. Oh my God. Oh my God. And yeah, I mean, it was bad. And so, but we, you know, we've worked through those and yeah, but well, okay. So if, but I feel like ours is even now so much better. Like it just keeps getting better, and I don't good. know if it's because we get we're more comfortable, yeah, with each other, or um, more mature, maybe, or more like, yeah, you know. So, are you able to like if you're able to communicate your intimacy needs? Like, Mm -hmm. if that's such an easy thing for you to communicate about, do you feel Mm -hmm. like you're able to communicate your needs outside of the bedroom to him as much as you are? If I would just do it. Yeah. But you don't. But like, you don't feel like you're as open about it. Because that's not something I think that is a priority for him. So he doesn't think of it like he thinks of sex so this is my unsolicited opinion it sounds to me like during this time especially the things that normally are not the things that you don't normally need him to meet as much like just picking up the slack or helping with the kids or, you know, things like that. The things that are draining you right now, you don't normally need from him as much, but you're not being as open to him about, I need more from Mm -hmm. you in this way. And so that's putting, that's making the intimacy part of things kind of slacked off because he's not giving you what you need in, in that way. But it's not easy for you to communicate that to him. And so, therefore, the intimacy part of your relationship is struggling a little bit more because of that. Because you're not as into it. Because you're drained dry again. Like, kind of like an emotional way of how you felt after having Eddie. Like, but maybe he could, if if, if Larry ever (laughs) listens to this don't be mad at me but but like maybe if you were giving more in that way you would have more yes. to give to him in the yeah. intimacy department are you are you um ever the one to initiate or are you always the reciprocant um i rarely um yeah. respant i rarely am the instigator up until recently like the last few weeks I'm definitely more like here's the thing all I have to do is like bat my eyes and like walk towards the bedroom and that it's on <laughs> like there's no, <laughs> like it don't yeah. take much but 
Um, I rarely do that until recently. Like, because honestly, up until recently, it's, it's not something I'm interested in. I don't want, I don't, I didn't, it's not something that I just enjoy. Like we talked about on another show of, I have to go through such a process to like turn my Mm -hmm. brain off, Mm -hmm. you know, like close all the tab, the open tabs in my brain and I don't like it if the kids are like right outside the bedroom mm-hmm. door, yeah. you know, like there's so many things that I'm like, Ugh. and then by the time we get there, it's just like, it's, it's a, it's an hour and a half out of my day that I don't really have time for. And it's not enjoyable. Like, I'm not saying my yeah. husband's not good at sex. He's great. Like once it happens, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, lady? Like, you love this. Why do you not make this more of a priority? So probably up until recently, most of the time, it's like, how do I avoid sending out a vibe that would make him want to? Because I don't want to. How do you avoid it? And so, yeah, like, like, make sure you don't, yeah, exactly. Make sure you don't like give off any vibe whatsoever (laughs) because then you're in it for the long haul that's so horrible but like that's i'm the anti um instigator so but lately that's not true and i feel so much better like i feel like a woman again like i feel like there's just something about it that is it's i it's like this internal power of, and not power over him, but power mm-hmm. over myself of like, I got this yeah. in me. I got to let this out. So I definitely feel like it's a part of who I am though. Like it, it, it yeah. wasn't like, and it's kind of funny because growing up in church in in our cult yeah <laughs> it, it wasn't it was very taboo and yes you know like you the whole courtship and the whole um you know no affection no no none of that until you're married and you know it was shoved down your throat yes and, right and so- well and the whole idea of sex in general was just yeah. such a taboo like i mean we were in a just for people who don't even have a frame of reference of how crazy things are. Like one of the leaders of directly over us, like her husband, they had been married for what, like 30 years plus, And she never put on her makeup in front of her husband because she had to keep this air of mystery. Well, she was before your time, Nicole, but who? like, I mean, don't say who. I'll- <laughs> Well, the former direct, the former director, like before you were there, the former director, like, and it was this huge thing, but even a lot of the wives of, or a lot of the like mom aged for us during that time, women who, when I'm looking back, I am now the age that those women were at the time, which I don't even want to start talking about that, but like it, there, sex was like a chore. It was, I mean, it just seemed like create. It was your womanly duty. And so so here's the deal. I went from being um, a high schooler who um, was sexually active, but out of like, ugh, uh, like 
of major daddy issues and, mm-hmm. you know, being sexually abused and having all of these unhealthy, like, ideas of what sex was and what they were to me as a teenager into this cult where you were never allowed to be alone in a room with a, with a boy. You were... Yeah. Um, I was called an emotional whore for years because of whatever my, cause I like naturally am better f- friends with boys than I am girl. Like, you know, I just yeah. connect, yeah. I have a guy sense of humor or whatever. And so yeah. I felt, co- plus I was, I mean, I had been, you know, kind of a slutty high schooler. And so that was, you know, there was some of that that was like, yeah, okay. You know, whatever. I needed to back off a little bit and yeah. But for years, it was like once I was done being like a physical person, then I was just labeled an emotional whore, which I'm not even sure what that is. And so (laughs) then I marry my husband and I have all of these like issues come back up from my childhood and all this stuff. Like the cards were stacked against me of having a very good view of what sex in marriage actually is, you know, like. Mm -hmm. And so... Definitely something for therapy. Like, <laughs> there's definitely, yeah. as I go through things, I'm like, oh, I could probably still use a little bit of therapy for this. Um, yeah. But thank God I have the husband that I do that has been able to walk through that with me mm-hmm. and be the kind of husband that he is. Like, this man sacrifices more for me than anything in this. Like, I can't even imagine anybody that sacrifices more for their spouse than he does for me. And on an, I mean, just on an emotional level alone, plus all the other stuff. But I think that's why these last few weeks of like feeling that spark of like sexuality come back. I love because I'm like, I want to give this to him. I want to be this for him. Like he's gone over 15 years of like sacrificing for me while I work through all this shit. I love that I can give, like give myself to him in that way. So yeah, I don't, I mean, it's going to be a road. I know it is, but there's so much more good in our little family of four inside this house. There is so much more good that has come out of this quarantine time than bad. Like I, I yeah. And, and I, I, I almost feel selfish saying that because it's so hard on most people, but it's just so. I feel like every single person will say that they got something good. Yeah. I hope so. I hope there are I mean, people maybe that. Not all. Um, and that's okay too. You know, yeah. every, everybody yeah. will get out of this. What, what was meant for them. Yeah. So. I mean, some people are just getting a straight shaft. I mean, that's, there's, there's people losing their jobs and losing their incomes and losing their God knows what else on because of losing their incomes and then, or people, you know, losing their health or their family. But for the average person that's just going through this, I hope that people are, are getting good nuggets of something out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I do. I hope you're right that most people are getting at least one good thing because I'm like, I'm getting so many good things. I, <laughs> that's okay. Maybe you were due. <laughs> but you know what? That is so true because Jim, like we, another thing we were just talking about, he's like, I almost feel guilty. Like our, 
our job is so protected. Like we just found out this week that his company is making sure that financially we're okay, which I knew they would because they're such an amazing company, but mm-hmm. um, you don't know until they tell you, you know? And so yeah. um, like, that's fine. And there's just so many things. And he's like, I'm just, Jim was telling me like, this just feels so weird because life is usually so hard for us. Like when the economy crashed before we lost everything, we lost our home, we lost our cars, we lost everything. And so, and then hit after hit after hit for the next 10 years came after all of that. And so like, we're just looking at each other and he's like, God, this is so weird that we're not (laughs) like for the first time in our lives. It's not like, this isn't devastating to us. Life isn't devastating to us during a hard time. And I'm like, finally, like, we're finally catching a break. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> kick it in the, I'm not gonna kick a gift horse in the mouth. Like, finally, we're catching our break. Yes. So yes, that's good. Um. Anyway, this is so off topic. But I am, I am really grateful that we're fortunate that we're not devastated in this time but there have definitely we've had our fair share of devastation so because of yeah. that my heart goes out to the people who yeah. this is devastating because i know i know what it's like to be there um anyway this has been far less about sex <laughs> than we promised to the well, it's part i know <laughs> part of me feels like like a how open do I be? Like, I don't want to cross the line. (laughs) I don't want to, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you just be as open as you and your husband will allow. (laughs) I know um, as a Christian, which is, you know, as a godly woman, like I know that like sex is good. (laughs) It, it, It is it, God gave yeah. it to us as husband and wife. And it's, you know, like an analogy that I told my daughter one day is like, it's like a fire and in outside of a home, it can cause damage and outside of a marriage, it could, it could cause damage, but in a marriage, it, I mean, it brings warmth and it brings goodness and, um, you know, I, you know, I know that some people are always wondering, like, as a, um, like, what does God think about sex? And what does God think about different aspects of, you know, is that taboo? And it's like, no, I don't feel like anything is taboo. If, if it's, if it's two consenting, agreeable, enjoyable partners, husband and wife, like, go for it. Like the more, the better. If you, you know, like I guarantee you, your husband will be all for it. (laughs) And, you know, don't, I mean, because, because it brings creativity and it brings newness and it brings, um, you know, ask your, ask your husband, like, is there something that you've that you've been thinking of doing, or is there something that you've always wanted to do that you were nervous to ask me? Is there something that, um, you know, because that's what brings the spark back and that's what brings, 
you know, the newness and the excitement and. Yeah. I think the one of the thing that I have been committed to um, since becoming, oh, probably since Jim and I were married, because I, I don't think that I had any healthy thoughts about sex during the cult and I left the cult <laughs> and went into marriage. So there wasn't a lot of in between there, but since I've been able to grasp like what sex really is. And as I've grown as a person who thinks for themselves and not from a, what a cult tells you to think the biggest and, and in raising my children, the biggest thing that I've been committed to is that there's no place for shame in sex. And especially as someone who has um, experienced sexual abuse, like once that happens to a child or a person, um, it's like opening the floodgates to shame in, in all aspects of your life, but especially in a physical or sexual Mm -hmm. way. And so, and, and having a daughter who's been sexually abused and then, you know, myself, I, for years now, it's been like, there's no shame in sex. Like even, even as my kids enter puberty, like, you your body desires pleasure and you're gonna want this pleasure but you can't have it until you're 25 years old in marriage Mm -hmm. that doesn't work for me in my brain because that's Mm -hmm. shame and I don't to me and where my belief system is that that doesn't have a part in in my life or in what I want my kids to experience so because of that I was like hey this you know this is something that you know it's about you. It's your, you know, explore your body, explore your sexuality Mm -hmm. without shame because it has no place in your life, no matter what you should not walk in shame. And just like I, I trust her to, and I trust my kids to, 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 just like I trusted them to find their faith. I trust them, you know, in that way to, to find what's Mm -hmm. right for them. And, um, I, I have given my children more permission to not have shame associated with sex than I gave myself. And, and Mm -hmm. that's something that only recently, like in the last few months, I've been like, oh, I like, I've given my daughter all of this, like freedom to be a sexual being that I didn't even give myself. And so Mm -hmm. just hearing you say like having those those talks with your spouse or your partner of, you know, what do you want to experience? What do you like? I can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that Jim and I even have ever had that conversation of like people who know me will be shocked to hear like, because I'm so out there in the way that I will talk about things publicly, but like when it's a one-on-one intimate situation between the two of us, I mean, I know what he likes. I we don't we've discovered what each other likes, but I've never even had that conversation of well, tell me more or you know whatever, because there was still enough shame there that it just it was a barrier and and maybe still is to an extent, but it's something that's chipping away all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned that about just having those conversations as partners because they're. And yeah, it feel you know, I mean, not for me, but it might feel awkward 
at first or uncomfortable or nervous or you're embarrassed or, you know, you're like, oh my God, I'm a little, you know, a little girl again. Like that whole like giddy, shy feeling. Yes, shy. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. But I mean, your, your sex in your marriage is such a huge, it's just such a huge part. And if you can, if you can become better at it, you know, we, we try so hard to be better people We're you know, self-help books and we try different diets and we try different workouts and we, you know, like therapy and we try all these different things. Like why not be better partners in bed? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. explore that together and, um, you know, but we never at- regretted it. So <laughs> <laughs> I think and in the same way, it's, it's on, like, I, there's part of me, like, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, I completely agree. But at the same time, I don't ever want anybody to feel like, oh, you're not being a good enough wife, or you're not being a good enough intimate couple, if you don't explore those things. Like you, oh we yeah, all, yeah. we, I mean, and not, I know that's not what you're trying to say, but like, we all have to get to that place on our own. Like a year or two ago, I've, some some Instagrammer or somebody that I followed was like they were doing a whole oh she was on she wrote it's Brittany Gibbons she has she used to be a mom blogger and then she like wrote best-selling books and she's I don't know I think they have a podcast now anyway somebody that I followed forever since mom blogs and um she did a whole year of sex every day with her husband and like during that time when she was doing that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're going to do like 30 days. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go out on a limb here for a year, but like 30 days of sex every day. And like trying to work this up, like I've got to do something to jumpstart my marriage. But here's the thing. Until you're ready emotionally or mentally or whatever, like 30 days of sex every day, great. Yeah, we did it. Did I walk away from it feeling any more fulfillment or like our marriage had any more to it than it did going in? No, because it wasn't, it was, it was out of obligation. It was just a perfunctory thing. And yeah, yeah, it's like, yes, I support like putting weekly sex on your calendar to make sure you both remember or whatever. Like if that's what you need to do and that's what you both want to do to make sure great mm-hmm. do it. But if you're just doing it because that's what some blogger or podcaster said to do, then it doesn't, you're, it's not going to give any more fulfillment to your sex life than if you just didn't have sex. Like, yeah, it, it has to be something that you're both, at least this is my opinion, professionals, sex therapists may disagree, but my opinion is like, I, none of the stuff that you do just because that's what's supposed to help your marriage or sex life or whatever get better actually works unless your heart and your brain and your emotions are in it. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just going through the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So I, f- yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. All right. Okay. This is like side note. Okay. You know how we all have, like we all have that five course meal sex, right? We're talking five course meal. Okay. You got the appetizer, you got the, you know, it comes with the three forks and it's, it's the five <laughs> course meal. Okay. And then you have like, you have your, um, red Robin 
sex. Okay. Yes. And it's like, it's a good, it's a good sit down meal, but it's, yeah. you know, you, you can wear jeans to, to, you know, <laughs> that's the, okay. Then you got your drive through Taco Bell. <laughs> Don't say Taco Bell and sex. No, no. Do not say it Taco Bell the and job. sex. In the it does sentence. the job. <laughs> it does picture. the job. It satisfies, but it's just quick style. What's yeah. your favorite? Oh, no, there, there's no, I can't, there's <laughs> different things for different times because there's sometimes where I'm like, okay. And even if it's like, I'm into it and I'm like there, there's sometimes like down and dirty, let's just go. And then yeah. there's sometimes that are like, oh, I want to savor it. Like there's, it's different things for different times. Yeah. But I think I'm more of a red Robin, like 90% of the time. Yeah. That's kind of our code words right now. We'll be like, Taco oh. Bell? Oh, my sure. God. That's like quickie <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes I'm like, oh, can I have the five-course meal, please? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Because like a, sometimes a girl needs like music and candles and, you know? Yeah. Like the joke in our house is like lingerie is not for him it's totally for me oh yeah i could see like, that if it were if it were up to him it, there's no need right that's but very like, true a girl's gotta like get in the right mindset like come on that's true that's the five course meal like yeah that's very but true. that sometimes i don't got time for that or energy or no no but there's a place for it Definitely. It's vacation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's like oh. anniversaries, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. Special treats. You that but you know what? We all need a little bit more five course meal in on a Wednesday. Yes. Like, That's very true. Unless you're not into yeah. it, and then I'm not shaming you into that. <laughs> I sometimes I feel I feel like I'm calling you to the other side. Like, come over, Kel. Come on over. Oh. <laughs> I, it's so much fun over here. And what about bobbing this whole thing? Like, I'm baby stepping it. I'm like, I need you to it's give okay. me a couple it's of okay. weeks of just like being remotely and, interested in sex, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> and I get it that not everybody has my. I mean, mine and Larry's story is not. That's not average. I mean, no. that's not normal or average. It's so it's okay. Yeah. I get it. Well, I think there are people like I, I, I was just reading something online of like somebody all pissed off at their significant other that they weren't getting sex every day. Like a woman saying, I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, there are women who feel this. She's way? lying. I know. She's I lying. Don't, I don't know. No, I don't. There are people. There are people. I don't know any of them, but they are people. I am not an everydayer. I think at one point I was, but it was more out of like when it was more out of like feeling insecure and like that was the way mm -hmm. that he made me feel you had secure. Like everything was okay. Like having oh, someone okay. desire yes. me and yes. need me was my the way of me feeling like good about myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Or that our relationship yep, yep. was okay. Or, and yeah. 
I think part of me. We've had that conversation before. Yeah. And I. and I think part of me like at some point rejected that so hard that I went way far the other way. Mm-hmm. I think. I think it's evolving. Yeah. What's it going to, what's it going to be like when we are um, like empty nesters? Like, oh does that, God. does the, does the, does the freak nasty come back? I or hope like, so. Cause I tell, okay, this is what I say. I don't even care. Like when I'm to that point where like, we've lost the desire, like I'm going to find a doctor. Like we aren't, we are never going to stop. <laughs> You're gonna be the, like all you're gonna be the creepy old lady in the nursing home that like sneaking into his room across the <laughs> wing. We will, like, and like so sometimes because Larry's forty three. So oh my god, he's probably gonna kill me for saying this. I asked him. I was like, so like, when does that happen? When men get <laughs> when they get um, to that age where like it, yeah, the desires less mm-hmm. or yeah. Cause I'm like, shouldn't that be happening, happening now? He's like, oh no, that's never happened for me. I'm like, oh, come. I'm like, but I don't know. I've never been married to a 43 year old man. Like, I don't think that the desire ever goes away. I think just, well, I guess if your testosterone, if their testosterone levels drop really low, but then they have a pill for that now. But like, I know, I think it's just the function, like the blood going to the penis Mm -hmm. that, like stops but they also have a pill for that you're good don't worry you're gonna be fine yeah we're 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 never gonna stop oh god i don't even like it when you say it like that (laughs) 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 it's terrible but cute it's not it's cute it's not i just i'm not we might slow down well, okay. Well, your so joints when I had okay. my, I was gonna say your joints. I- <laughs> what happened when you had your hip surgery? We just got creative. Oh God! Don't tell me. <laughs> it was very hard though, <laughs> and he was very patient. Oh, that's really <laughs> yeah. sweet. It was. It was a little, um, a little glimpse into maybe what our. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he didn't break my hip from so much. Oh. Did somebody say that? Did your brothers tell you that? Huh? Well, a couple of his friends would make comments to him like, jeez, Larry. (laughs) Stupid boys. They're just boys forever. (laughs) They're Mustang. Okay, so our our junior high here in Othello is called the McFarland Mustangs. Uh And so now... We, we call all, because, you know, in junior high boys, they're all about farts and poop and yes. penises and yes vaginas and boobs. And so whenever boys make comments, my mom and I are always like, hi, Mustang boys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a Mustang boy. <laughs> okay. But do you remember when you're, okay, maybe it's just my boys, but like sometimes I'll go in and check on them asleep. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Like, cause when I, before I go to bed, they're literally all knocked out with their hands down their pants to like not doing anything they're not doing no it just holds their but okay it's not going anywhere boys it's not you're gonna wake up and it's still there i promise you still nope jim even to this day my husband like if he he generally sleeps with his back to me and like if i roll over and like put my arm around him to kind of get warm and snuggle in to go back to sleep that's like my way of going back to sleep is 
like being the big spoon, yeah. like it puts me right back to sleep. So I'll roll over spoon. and put my arm around him. And sometimes his hand is tucked into the waistband of his underwear. And I'm like, still in the middle of the freaking night. But I've realized lately, like, I also will, like, if his hand isn't there, I'll stick my hand in his waistband. It just holds my hand there perfectly. So he doesn't wake up? No. Oh, my God. My husband would roll over and be like, yep, let's go. Oh, Oh, that's not what I meant. It's because the poor man, I've like, he's so desensitized. He doesn't even feel it. I mean, I'm not sticking my hand on his pants. I'm just putting it in his waistband. It doesn't matter. Oh. It would have it. That trigger. No. It would trigger. Oh my god. No, my poor husband yeah. is not. He's been shot down for so long. He doesn't even register. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I never turned. That's something he said to me the other day. He goes, "You never turn me down." Like, oh, if if he's like instigate, but he just does like he's so sweet he's just like he must get your he must get your vibe yes yeah yeah and in no matter what i would never turn him down i mean i'm sure i would there are times where i'm well that's not true if he if he truly like made a move i don't ever turn him down if he's like hey 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 i'm like yeah shut up like no (laughs) it's no uh and he just gives up yeah i mean Unless wow. he like truly is, it's different, Nicole. Like, as we are as night and day different in our sex lives as you can imagine. You must be. We are. It's okay. But he, <laughs> my husband is a persistent. Oh no, I don't like. See, that really makes me angry. Like, I was on my period this week, and we're a no go during period. <laughs> and so, yeah. like towards the end, he's like, "So, how much longer am I going to have to wait?" That really pisses me off. I, I do not like, I'm not joking around. That pisses me off. I'm like, really? I chose this. I chose to be bleeding and gross for a week. You're going to wait as long as it fucking takes. And don't ask me again. I'll let you know. (laughs) Like, come on. That really pisses me off. So that's probably the only time where I'm like, you know what? Shut your hole. Like, don't even talk to me. (laughs) But I'm also a very not nice. Like, I don't like people in general when I'm on my period I don't yeah I like even my kids know like I'm not I'm a super affectionate mom most of the time I love to like hug on my kids Mm -hmm. and stuff but for I don't even notice it but my kids do they're like oh mom's on her period she doesn't even want to hug us like (laughs) so I mean not in a bad you know like I do but I'm just not like I don't instigate like the snuggles and they'll come over and I'll be like, Oh, okay. Come here. Fine. But it's not like the same. It's weird, but I'm like practically in menopause, you know, I'm back. I'm in and out of like all of the things that menopause are. So that doesn't help anything. Are you serious? Oh God. Yes. Well, I should have had a hysterectomy like eight years ago, but I refused. Well, Cause I remember you had really bad endometriosis. Yeah. And then I was supposed to have a hysterectomy and things like our insurance, like it just got put off. And then I didn't. Mm -hmm, Well, mm -hmm. then I found the cause of the endo is like wrapped up in an autoimmune disease thing that I have. And Mm -hmm. so when I learned how to control that, it really helped with the endo. And so it's not as bad anymore. So I was able to like 
put it off and not do it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, God, I just should have done it because this shit's for the birds. This is going to last for years. Oh, yes. But then you have to take hormone. I know. That's the one reason why I didn't do it. Those can F you up. Yeah. Plus, I like have precancerous stuff. So they really don't want me to do. I don't. Yeah. It's been handled since. It's all those. There's some autoimmune diseases that just jack your body up. Like, yeah, I could go on for hours of the things that it's done to my body, but I won't. Hmm. Anyway, I'm glad that it's been handled. Like, it's under control now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. I'm going to go home and jump my husband's bones. Do it. He's going to be so excited. I'm not. Just kidding. I'm not. He's gulping. <laughs> Maybe this is what I needed to like fix our rut. Yeah. You just needed to talk about it. Our quarantine rut. I know. Get the juices flowing. That's gross. I'm going to edit that out. I... <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and plus, like, we got a lot of people in our house. It's hard. Yeah. That, ooh, that would be really hard for me. Um, so, yeah. but we did ask. On our, our Instagram live today, we asked all the people who popped on while we were on there. I think everybody said that their sex life is better. I mean, it was only a few people, but I think everybody said that yeah. their sex life has improved during quarantine. And some of them have small children, like toddlers and yeah. little kids. So kudos. Right. Yeah. I'm fixing mine. You know what? <laughs> I don't even care if yours is not as good as it usually is because you've been having like good sex for 15 years i know it's okay that's why that's why i'm telling you i'm okay with it i don't even feel bad for you we always find our way back to each other oh god that's gross and cute (laughs) i'm serious like we've had some really tough situations in our marriage and ins and outs and ups and downs and rough patches and made it through and but that was one that's one thing we've always even when you were having rough patches in your marriage like the sex was your sex life was yeah dude that's amazing yeah not many people can say that yeah our really only rough patches that were like after babies like oh yeah the 40 days <laughs> if we went that long. <laughs> and my, you know, my whole hip situation. But well, I mean, you now. know, medically necessary. I'm bionic. <laughs> oh, if a doctor if That's a doctor is telling you story. you're not allowed to have sex, then that doesn't count as a dry spell. <laughs> well, okay, so funny story. After my hip surgery and I went back to Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I had a total hip replacement. And so when I went to my, for my post-op appointment with my doctor, I said, um, so I was like trying to like beat around the bush of like, <laughs> when can I have sex? And he was like, you know, funny thing, not very many of my patients ask me that question. Well, cause they're all usually <laughs> 70 years old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the only thing I can tell you is he's like, let pain be your guide. I was Aww. like, all right. So if I take three pain so pills, then can I? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I remember when you were going to have hip surgery and you were like, you must have texted me or messaged me or something. You're like, I'm like an 80 year old woman who has to have hip surgery. Oh, that's so that hard. Yeah. yeah, it was very hard. Oh. That was that was one of my lowest, lowest points of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything. That's okay. Everything that. Yeah. Everything that like makes you you had to like be on hold during that time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like our life didn't couldn't stop because yeah, I couldn't walk. Right. <laughs> so I just toughed it out. Like, yeah. oh. can you imagine? Like I had a walker oh, for Nicole. two weeks. I had a cane for a month after. Oh this is after. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's okay though. We're going to have times like that that like, you know. It makes, makes you stronger. Happy. Yeah. 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 Let's plan on having a whole episode about that because that's a good, we're going to talk oh, about yeah. that. That's a good one. That was a, that was an emotional, I mean, we can go into a substance abuse and yeah, because of that and yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's a, that's a whole other, let's go there. I'm adding that to the list. I'm literally writing it in the notebook right now. Um, okay. But you probably need to go home because we've been recording for an hour and 40 minutes and your kids are going to burn your house down. Kel, I've been sitting outside the library and I've had to pee for the last hour. Oh, I have to pee so bad. I know. And with my stones, that's not good. Oh, God, no. Go. Go like the wind. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I'm going to push. Wait, I got to stop recording. You got to upload.